We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with it? Lucky Lucky Podcast. Mary J bringing us in. Brought to you by Nora Whiskey. I hope we don't get dinged for that. NoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsible. You heard that? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was the intro music today. It wasn't long enough to get dinged, though. Man, to get us a copyright. That, they would they would be real petty to ding us for that. That's right. That's right. Man. It's Apple Friday. Podcast. It's Mary J. Mary J. Blige Friday. Man. It's for the culture Friday. That's what we do right here every Friday, especially in the off season. If you have to get to the bad questions about anything, man, we can talk Oscar nominations. Matter of fact, question of the day, what's the best movie you saw all year? The best movie you saw all year. Now, see, when you say that, that can mean... Well, man, the flat out just checked all the boxes, script, acting, everything. Or it could just be the film that made you laugh the most. Like, dude, that was the best cinematic experience I had all year. However you want to look at it, what was the best movie you watched all year? Man, you too. Thumbs up, smash it, subscribe. We appreciate it. We keep getting subscribers each and every day. Now that we're getting back into the swing of things on a daily basis, it's a blessing. We appreciate you guys, LL Nation, Notre Dame fans. And then the notification bell. Every time we go live or post something, you'll know. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. We spin it different. Home of the misguided passion. So along those lines, love, I... I'm a huge supporter of small films. And the reason I'm a huge supporter of small films, the small films, the majority of the time, are kind of questionable in a lot of things. Script, acting is, you know, questionable. You know, people are just trying to get into the business. But that's the poor. You know, baby girl is in the business. That's the hustle right now. She's doing small films, YouTube series, music videos. That's how you get into the business until you get that one, right? You get that one role. Absolutely right. That's who I support, dude. I watched the movie on BT Plus, dude. Wait, you bought the Plus service? It came in a bundle. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I hope you didn't just go out of your way to get that subscribe. I mean, I probably would, even if it was solo, just because I support black, black enterprise. Okay, that's fair. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me give you the premise of this movie, Left. Is it to be is it to be timeline worthy? No, it's a little it's 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 actually this is the crazy thing. Because my wife does not enjoy like the two be joints, you know, on down lately. My brother and my brother and I enjoy them because it's great comedy. It is absolutely great. I don't care That's what, what is. I don't care if it's a romantic story, a thriller. It's funny. So I'm watching this movie, and the premise of this movie is uh, Overnight uh, overnight One Night Stand. That's the name of the movie. Overnight. So the premise is a retired athlete, retired baseball player, had to retire because of injuries. His wife is a successful business woman. And they have, they just built this massive mansion, dude. And, dude, the crib is dope. Like, wherever this crib is in real life, it's super dope. So she goes out of town. He picks up this girl at a bar, brings her back to the crib, you know, tell her, tells her she has to go the next morning. But he goes upstairs before he sees her going out the door. She lives in their crib the next month, bro. She never left. She never left, and it becomes like a thriller slash horror film slash comedy. Dude, it is like the most unreal. (laughs) That's what it be. It be unreal. It be unreal like that. that, That's crazy. (laughs) So I'm sitting there with the missus, and I'm like, the crib is pretty big, and she's like, Sean, I would know if somebody was in my crib. She was like, I don't care how big it is. No. She was like, I would smell her at the door. She was like, dude, I would know. She was like, she's around here taking Tostitos, taking chips, you know, so she can eat while she's there. She's using the other bathroom. She's like, dude, I would know if somebody else was in my house. And I'm like, man, I'm like, yo, it's just the two of you. It's a massive mansion. Like, you probably don't even go into certain parts of that crib. Don't even go. Right. You know, scenes where, you know, she runs from the front door. The girl is chasing her with a knife. She runs up the stairs. She gets to the top of the stairs, and the girl is there at the top of the stairs. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Love. Love. <laughs> the angles ain't angling this. Like either. <laughs> but that's what the attraction of those movies bring. It's the unrealistic. Very relatable, unrelated stories that you could just take pieces of and be like, I can see that, and then I can't see it at the same time. <laughs> but the, I don't think they're meant to be taken as like cinematic value, top of the line actors. Like, you're gonna, this is a stepping stone to get to the next Steven Spielberg movie. I think this is just an area in which that lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it left when I tell you this movie had me in tears, in tears, bro. <laughs> they were sitting on the couch having a movie night, watching a scary movie, and the girl is behind the couch the whole time. It's just oh, like, 
Like I, I know my girl would have turned around or something, man. Bro, what's going on? It was just like how, but it goes to like society, right? How much are we caught up in other things? Like, when's the last time you actually just took a walk left and just like took in like your surroundings and didn't uh, have something in your ear? Was weren't looking at your phone? Like, because that's what society really has come to, right? When's the last time you actually just walked outside and took in, the, you know, the atmosphere, the ambiance of nature? I think it's been a little easier having kids because mm-hmm. you, at some point, you got you can't even look at your phone because they be into something. So, man, fast. I, go, I go outside with them sometimes in the in the backyard. Well, not sometimes. We go every day go in the backyard and then just have some time just look around you know i noticed that i'm growing some oranges on the orange tree currently some things happen in the in the garden uh and and you know it's usually pretty nice days so those mm-hmm. are the times they get to break away from the phone but you definitely need moments where you can stay present in mind just because you know like you said the phone takes your mind to the internet so you may be there but you ain't there that's why i hate when you know, people be on when you're talking to somebody and people on their phone, there's just no way you're paying attention. It's just impossible. Man, I'm telling you, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, the return on investment quality, if you want to laugh late at night, is fantastic via Tubi. It's fantastic. It's almost like it's 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 a hit. You can't win and lose. It's a win-win situation. It's a flat-out win-win situation. You're going to laugh. I'm not telling you you're about to watch the best film, but if you just want to laugh, whether it's at a character, the production, something within it is going to make you laugh, man. But I I support it all. Even with people trying to fall off because they found out that Tubi is owned by Fox Studios. Does make me a difference. We're going to talk about a new linebacker offer that jumped out to me, left. Really impressive, really impressive young man. I put up some intel over at the message board, the Irish Breakdown. I like this kid's film, left. I really do. We're going to jump into his film. But today we want to talk about going into the landscape of NIL, the unknown, transfer portal, booming, especially with the departure of two legendary coaches, two legendary college coaches. If I don't know if Jim Harbaugh qualifies for legendary, definitely not on the same level as Nick Saban. But he's a pretty darn good college coach. What is the biggest thing and the biggest reasons for Notre Dame to stay independent? I think the independence of Notre Dame in a way left has grown stronger. Even with the, you know, the demise of the Pac-12, you have teams filtering into the ACC, you have teams filtering into the Big Ten. I still see Notre Dame's independence, especially with the new apparel and TV deals. Keep Bavacqua at the ham, taking things into the future with his expertise with TV deals and marketing and things of that nature. I actually think Notre Dame is in a better position from a business standpoint than they maybe were seven to 10 years ago. And what I mean by that, Left, is that seven to 10 years ago, it seemed like the essence of the NBC deal, the essence of being independent, the essence of being a singular school at the big table when discussions were taking place, it seemed like it was wearing off a bit, right? We're in the middle of the big SEC run. It seemed like the SEC was running everything. And now it seems like even with Notre Dame playing the back in NIL seems to be a really good decision. 
right? We've seen schools get sanctions. We've seen schools jump in feet first, not really get the return on investment. And Notre Dame has kind of played the back, tried to let this thing play out to see where things settle. I think that strengthened their position as an independent. I think they were able to do that as an independent. They go into these negotiations. Yes, it hurts them. But they can only get up to a fifth seed because they don't have an alignment with the conference. Okay, that's fine. But basically the top seed of everybody else, or one of the top seeds of everybody else, you get a home playoff game, big time revenue, and then you go into a matchup probably against the four seed or the three seed. So you don't have to mess with the top two seeds. And you don't see them until the semifinals. So independence, in a sense, has become beneficial for Notre Dame. And I think it's becoming strengthened in a lot of different areas. Yeah. I think it's, I think the, the luster, Marcus Freeman coming in, gives the program a, a bump, gives it a different exposure. You have guys like Plies out there, yo, consistently pushing for Notre Dame, consistently pushing for Notre Dame. And that's fantastic. The independence of Notre Dame and the strength of who they are as a program academically, it's becoming a great benefit for Notre Dame moving forward. Whether or not they can hold off as expansion in the college football playoffs continue to grow, we'll see. We'll see, Left, But right now, I like where they stand in their independence in comparison to what it was 10 years ago when it seemed like people were like, man, please, that NBC deal doesn't mean anything. That's right. You know? Yeah. And that's good to see because now you get a chance for Notre Dame to flourish in a position of their destinies in front of them. They don't have any guidelines that they need to go by in order to get to where they want to because everything is kind of in place for them to take advantage of the opportunity, which is this is still wide open with the NIL, these TV deals, the apparel, everything's playing into this ecosystem. And Notre Dame has shown and proved over the years that they can maintain an independent status, still be relevant, and still be a part of the conversation in college football. And with that, I'm extremely excited to see now what they do left. The combination of, you know, Amir working his magic, right? Amir Carlisle, everybody on the staff that brought in the pivot, did that whole deal. Got the interview with Marcus Freeman. So, you know, you have forward-thinking people that are taking the brand to a different audience, giving expansion and different ears and putting different eyes on Notre Dame. And you take Marcus Freeman, what he's been able to do how he's advanced the program from recruiting to just who he is as a person, his magnetic personality, the draw that he is, the interest that he brings from outside media, national media. The program itself continues to be a top program academically. We just talked about J.D. Bertrand being an academic All-American. That's going to continue. And then the new apparel on TV deal. Hopefully, from what we saw in junior day, Notre Dame is definitely experimenting with some colorways with the different combinations. As far as the uniform, the green and white, the white on white we've seen. There's some different things they can do. We saw Jerome Bettis Jr. and Elijah Burris, you know, post pictures from their visit where they took pictures together. The combination of Plaxico Burris and Jerome Bettis that played with the Steelers. You add to you know, Ryan Clark's son, Jordan Clark, being here, another stealer. It's just, you know, there are a lot of things, NFL combinations. I believe there are 11 players from Notre Dame that will be participating in championship weekend in the NFL. That's amazing. That's the most in the NFL. Notre Dame has the most players participating in championship weekend. That's fantastic, man. That's great marketing for the program. All of these things are coming to a head. That's right. And in All my of opinion, the independence of Notre Dame is really trending and growing and getting back to where it was. And it has an opportunity to do so. The only thing, you know, if they want to play dirty, 
and put, you know, Notre Dame's back against the wall where Notre Dame's forced to join a conference eventually. Then oh, which one happen. will we even join? Uh, yeah. We're so outlier as a as a program. I think we're in honesty too good for the ACC. Mm. The Big Ten is is makes most sense, but even with that, we I don't see us doing y'all a, don't sharing revenue with people. <laughs> y'all don't want that basketball smoke, bro. And don't want the basketball. Notre Dame, y'all don't want to come to Champagne. Y'all don't want to come to Champagne every year. Y'all don't want that. North I know coming coming up. Northwest is like, look, we'll go on vacation. We'll go, you know, take a quick trip, long trip, long stay. <laughs> champagne. I mean, it's like, man, Brad Underwood, man, the winning is losing his coach. That was what Brian <laughs> Kelly was. Teams didn't fear to come to Notre Dame. Man, teams were excited to come to Notre Dame. Fans not ex- not excited. You know what I'm saying? They know they can get a ticket on game day at the stadium. They don't have to buy a head. They're like, oh, no, they ain't going to give them to me. Just a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> they just want a couple hundred dollars, you know? So I do think us in the SEC will be the best because we'll be the class of the South, number one. Number two, oh, We'll get some recruits. I think it'll change if we were to be a a part of the SEC. The Texas Notre Dame game, you know, the Oklahoma. I think Alabama's coming up on the schedule. Yeah. Texas is coming up on the schedule again. Texas A&M is on the schedule this year. And Notre Dame and SEC football be a match made in heaven from what the fans would love each and every week. I mean, yeah, we'll get excited for the Michigan-Ohio State weeks. But then there's those Indiana weeks, Purdue weeks, and Wisconsin weeks where you like, all right, I might have to come back to second half, you know. But mm-hmm. if you look down there, we got Georgia on the schedule. We might have to go to LSU a week, see Brian Kelly. might have to fly over and play Texas another. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well worth the the challenge. I think if you can make it through an SEC schedule as Notre Dame, oh, GOAT status is not far away. And then yeah. no one is getting no playoff situation. I think it'll be the best of of competitive worlds because I think our women's basketball team go down there and do something. We'd be, we'd be competitive with South Carolina. Don Staley wouldn't be the only one. No, no, you wouldn't. The only one? Not right now, though. Uh, not, not right now. now. Not right not now. Right now. But if hey, we went down there, we would get some left, recruits. Left. We would get some recruits. That game last night. It was great. It was lit. Man, that game was basketball. lit. Boy, that was a great basketball game. That was, was lit. Basketball. That was lit. It was I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during the halftime, Don Staley's halftime speech. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. I think left. both coaches have great personalities. Our best players are like freshmen and sophomores, love. Yeah. That guard, that guard they got at South Carolina. Man. She's amazing. But all, all, I think that guard is amazing, too. Her doggo, I think she's pretty good. Yeah, but they got, like, two or three of doggos. That's the <laughs> issue, dog. That's the – that's what we know. And they just, they're just bigger. They're just bigger. They're just bigger. Angel yeah. Reese was talking all that trash early. She was doing good, though. She had a solid game. Mm-hmm. Where was she, she at in the fourth quarter? She was on that bench. He yeah. fouled out. Yeah. That was a great game, though. Great college basketball is, game. Yeah, I don't even say – see, I don't disrespect it by saying that was a great women's game. No, that was a great college basketball game. Yeah, they was hooping. They was hooping. And I think Atmosphere it was, was dope. the uh, SEC matchup, uh, championship tournament, hopefully. They mm-hmm. get a chance. Then they got another the big tournament. So they're going to come across each other a couple times, hopefully. But uh, my whole thing, too, is – uh. You know how the merge kind of thing is happening. Steph Curry, shout out Sabrina Inescu. But I think the challenge is with Kate McClark. I think that's who Steph need to be challenging. Cause she 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 knocking down shots too. So maybe that could be an all star switch up. Cause you know you gotta make these all star games interesting. You know they trying to do with the NFL. I think that's a little harder to get off because it's so much impact and guys are just too like you know brand focused and longevity conscious that the all-star game probably 
gets in the way with that. Mm-hmm. NBA, you, they could do women and men skill competitions. I think that would be cool. I think that'd be interesting, you know, put Dame versus Arike in a skills challenge or something. That'd be cool, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they combine WNBA and NBA All-Star Weekends. They need to, especially the three-point contest. That'd be lit. That no, I think that'd shooting be shooting and shooting. Shooting and shooting. shooting. Yeah, well, shooting, what shooting. ball would they use though? The girls would use their ball and the dudes would use their ball. You don't think that matters? That's a level playing field. As a dude, have you ever tried to shoot a woman's basketball? Damn. It's un- it's unfair for us. Oh man, shooting a women's basketball is like you might as well shoot a tennis ball, bro. Yeah, because the fact you could man, let's see. So yeah, I think it's a little different, but um I think that's the equality you look for. You could even do it. I don't think you would do it. Would you do a joint all-star game? Like put LeBron and, and Griner and, you know, go one for one. Like two girl starters, three guy starters. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be I would do that. I would do that with the snubs. Okay. 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 Or maybe I would do that with like an iteration of like the rookie sophomore game. Right. I, I right. would do like the rookie like sophomore yeah, WNBA yeah. NBA. Okay. And, yeah, and I would get rid of that that celebrity stuff. It's like they get rid the of the celebrity game. game be justin. All them dudes be smoked out, drugged out. They just be getting cardio. Half of them not in shape. Absolutely. Like get rid of the celebrity game. Give me a yeah, combined Brown, iteration. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like Cool. Yeah. Now they definitely could do an international all-star game, especially for the kids that are going to be in the draft. Yep. The upcoming draft. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff they can do. Because I didn't know how this in-season tournament was going to work, but it was very successful. Now, successful in terms of the ratings or like 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 it made ratings, the season better. Do you think it made the season better though? Well, first of all, the players loved it. See, it's they're in partnership with the players. Right. So if the yeah, players, players like it. If the play, yeah, heck yeah, they were playing for a million apiece. You darn right, they like players are like, yo, no, players are like, yo, we we didn't know, like, yo, you had teams like the Pacers that went undefeated until they played the Lakers in the finals, and they were like, yo, we got up for every game, yeah, on Friday nights, like they knew it meant something. So, and that's a young team, so and the Lakers got up, the Lakers wanted to win the first. The first in season ever. tournament, so the players were in. They get banners for that. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess it's a thing now. <laughs> so LeBron got, seven, got what five championships now? First of all, relax in the chat. We <laughs> did not say mean? combine. No, because they talking about no one wants to see Brittany grind a guard and beat. We didn't say combine the All Star game. We said combine some iteration of the snubs or either the rookie sophomore game. Well, That's what we minute. said. We, we, we might need a quarter where we combine them because they do a lot of trash talking and stuff on, on their sneak dissing the NBA players. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, they did an all-women's Olympic soccer team versus the retired men's soccer team just yeah. for a game, just friendly exhibition. Mm-hmm. So let's just get one quarter just to be like, okay, we did it. Yeah. See how it goes. You know, LeBron might get a couple, you know, yams out there. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, okay, we tried it. Yeah. I don't think we just rule it out. Yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? But Sky yeah, it was like cross up Steph, you know, that's crossing up, crossing up. Just like I shoot. read a great article and they had a um, sports business journal had a podcast on it. It was it, it, NC tournament was a great success financially for the NBA. Partnerships, start putting it on packages like college partnerships, all of that stuff moving forward. They know what they need to improve. And Adam Silver said that he was like, Yo, we know what we need to change, we know what we need to do. All they cared about is whether or not the players bought in. Once they got the response from the players and the players union that yo, one million was enough, and the the prize money is probably going to continue to go up. That's what I'm saying. One million is like, I feel like them players, like, oh, that ain't. Dude, ain't you imagine, dude, there were players on the Lakers that didn't play a minute of the in-season tournament. They got a got a deal. But their contracts is like 500, 600,000. 
that's my point. You know, it's kind of like that tournament. How, how it's relative when these dudes already make millions. You know that semi-pro tournament that they have where they have, you know, players, you know, old school players from Syracuse, old, you know, House of Pain is a team, old school Illinois players. They play each other in this big tournament. And whoever that's wins cool. the tournament, yeah, that, that's cool. I thought all that the players cool. get a million dollars. It's like they took that really what the NBA did is they took that concept, imported it into the beginning of the season where like somebody said, the ratings were low. The ratings at the beginning of the NBA season are always always low. low except they that, that, that hasn't changed. But they found a way to monetize with low ratings. Tell me where they do that at. How do you monetize with low ratings? The NBA found out a way. It's brilliant. It's I brilliant. Think they still t- try to take pieces from the big three. I do think it's cool. Oh, yeah, the big three is a fantastic business model. I think so. I, I do think it's cool how they did the aesthetically the court thing was kind of cool. It looked like an international field where they did the, the different color courts for the in-season tournament. I think that's something, especially just how the NBA, especially the, I think that's a LeBron thing where he just got all these different variations of Lakers jerseys. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that that was that many combinations. And just to see, you know, the NBA trying different things. Hopefully the NFL gets on the jersey wave where they change up the jerseys all the time. Yeah. That's the next thing. NFL could be so much better, man. They just so traditionally non-traditional. Now, I will say this. that They're talking about the, the, the in-season tournament courts. In my opinion, some of them were horrible. Some of them were good. Yeah, horrible like it was too much color. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Some of them was kind of like, ah, uh, it's a lot. The red and blue, it was like, I think Philly had the super red and blue. It was like all red and blue. And then I don't think the teams had control over the courts. I think all of the courts were designed by the same company through the NBA. And that's going to be a test run. You know, your first year, you know, they probably tried 10,000 different things now, you know. Man, look. Great success, and it goes to what we're talking about with Notre Dame and their independence, love. There are some things that, you know, I've heard people screaming for Notre Dame to change the end zones, become more modernized. You'll never see ads in Notre Dame Stadium. That's not something that Notre Dame is going to do. You're not going to see placards plastered around Notre Dame Stadium. We'll see a couple sponsors. Got that Coca-Cola sponsor, right? Or Yeah, but you're not about to look, go into, like, the swamp and see it, like, plastered, like, you won't see it like that. You just won't. Notre Dame is never going to go over the top. We'll get commercialized now, though. Yeah, but you will do it through the TV side. The okay. aesthetic of the actual stadium, I don't think they'll go over top and mess yeah, up the actual no aesthetic. No label they put the no, because no. you can say people can say what they want to. I have yet to talk. I've yet to talk to anybody from an opposing team that visited Notre Dame Stadium that said, oh, it's overrated. People that yeah, usually go watch a game. When you say Notre Dame Stadium, it was just like, oh, it was like whatever. No. No, I never that, really heard that before. Cats go to, I think Josh Pace, Josh Pate, he was at the Ohio State game. So a little up. Josh Pate even said, look, man, it's, that's, a great, it's everything it's a great, you, that's a great venue. Yeah, it's everything. It's a great venue. Kind of imagine you play at a nighttime. Mm-hmm. Okay, Notre Dame can provide those. You know, I don't think we let down anybody on an aesthetic thing. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of guys, especially on teams that that never play Notre Dame, that come to Notre Dame, they probably remember that trip. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why you know when people get when Georgia fans got the opportunity to come, yo, they invaded when Nebraska back in the day got the opportunity to come. Well, Oklahoma uh, came. Bulldozer. It was like 2012 or 2013. Yeah. yeah. It was deep. That's when the, the, they first started saying, oh, Notre Dame just be selling out their tickets, whatever they get. Mm-hmm. People coming in. I know Cincinnati fans loved it. And they won. They left with a win. So yeah. we just need to make it an intimidating place. Make it one of the top five hardest places to go. If we can, Do you think we can do that or are we just too – Beautiful of a campus. I don't, and I don't, to cut the grass all the time. I think that I think the team can intimidate 
if Marcus Freeman gets the winning to a certain level, like right now, I think he is changing the narrative for like back in the day, five years ago, I don't think Northern Illinois would have been scared coming into Notre Dame Stadium. I mean, we win at home though. Well, it's not no. like we got a losing record at home or nothing. We well, dude, at home. They were winning, but they were beating like Toledo by like three points. Right, right. We beat them. <laughs> Mac teams barely beat them. Marcus Freeman is taking it to the to the place now where it's like if you're a Mac we'll team, we'll smack a team around. Yeah, you if you're you know you're about to get that smack. Yeah, if you come in over there at Ohio State level where where they bring on all these you know who care teams that to the point where Ohio State can only play two games that are relevant before people be like oh, just hurry up and get to the end. Just, yeah. With us, we I don't know if that was a strategy. But even though we're supposed to mop these teams, we make it really close to the end. Maybe that's the, the entertainment value that Notre Dame has. That, that maybe that's what we need for TV. Who knows? But Marcus mm-hmm. Freeman, the dominance factor, I think, is and should change just because recruiting is getting too damn good. I mean, come on yeah. now. How many yeah. top five classes can you end with before you start seeing the results on the field? Yeah. I think that's one of the things moving forward. Like people in the chat, I agree with you guys. Man, I don't know if you can get. I've been to a game in the big house, bro. I've been to a game in the big house as an Illinois fan that Illinois won, and it was the atmosphere. The big house is the big house is a bucket list. Like I don't care how much you hate Michigan, dude. If you love college football, it a bucket list. It's a bucket you list. have to go watch Michigan, a game in the big Florida house. State, Texas, Florida State, Texas, Notre Dame, Ohio State, State. Alabama. Uh, even Stadium in Tennessee. It's Tennessee, a great atmosphere. SC. That's about in the Rose Bowl. That's about it. Shit, there's only a couple. couple only gotta a couple go. Like, gotta oh, yes. college football fan, football player. You gotta play in them certain places. Those are gotta go venues, man. I don't care how much you hate. Do I've been to the big house five times? Every time was, is like pretty. It's just a good experience. My, my first one was a Michigan Michigan State game back when the rivalry was like at its peak. The with the Paul Bunyan when, when they was doing the, the the punt kick block the thing where they had the crazy Dude. endings. And shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no, back when Bo Schembechler was still the coach. Oh, huh? okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to those games at the big house. Big house is crazy, man. It's a crazy atmosphere. And I sat in the student section one time. Banana. And I think the student, somebody brought this up in the chat. The student population at Notre Dame is, is so much smaller that, yeah, you don't have to get, you don't get that effect from certain student sections. Like the student, student se- section in Michigan is, Bananas. Student section at other schools. Bananas. Notre Dame with a smaller population, you don't get the same effect. You just don't get the same effect. So, but I still think my question is how loud can Notre Dame Stadium get? How loud can Notre Dame Stadium get? Ohio State was pretty loud. We were there. The Ohio State game was pretty, was, was, I don't know if it was like, Virginia Tech, Lane Stadium loud. But it was pretty loud. It was pretty loud. But it was good to see that Ohio State fans didn't take over the stadium. That was a good thing to see. That was a good thing to see. So the benefits of Notre Dame's independence, I think, are being reaffirmed. I think that might be the best way to say it. I think it had kind of waned a little bit. But I think it's starting to come back. I think it's starting to come back. And I think we're going to see Notre Dame be able to withstand uh, any pressures to have to join a conference at least for at least for five years. At least for five years. Now, once we get five years deep into this new era of college football expansion, the playoffs, we'll see. We'll see. Lucky Lefty Podcast. All right, Left. That was a good talk about independence. 
it was funny because you brought it up. I was going to bring it up in transition. But absolutely, man, that my love, I think my love for the game of women's basketball came from the fact that um, in the Chicago basketball culture, there is no separation. Uh, the women's uh, public league championship was played on the same day as the men's championship, right? You would get the semifinals on different days, and then you would get uh, the junior varsity championship, the freshman championship, the junior uh, varsity championship, then you would get the women's championship, and then the men's championship. So everything was inclusive, right? So we grew up watching it all. And then we grew up playing each other on the courts. Like there in Chicago, there is no, oh, she's a girl. She can't play. Like everybody to open gym is everybody. It's everybody. So the respect for the game and both sides of the game, like we would literally, we would, Morgan Park basketball players, especially my boy Monty Adams, Shout out to my boy Monty Adams out there in Scottsdale. Uh, we were backcourt mates, and we would play and then go watch Marshall and go watch Kim Williams, go watch, you know, all of the great Marshall players, you know, that went on for great success in the WNBA. We would go watch their games. Cap, we went and watched Cappy Poindexter, dude. Like, dude, Cappy was a – that's a legend. So that's what I'm saying. When you grow up in Chicago, young boys hooping in Chicago grow up having idols that are actually female basketball players. Like, that's the norm. Like, Kim Williams was like, I'm like a freshman in high school. Like, yo, Kim Williams is dope. That's just the culture of basketball in Chicago. So were the girls' games as packed as the guys' games in, is that what you're saying, for high school? Hmm? Were like the girls' games as packed and as hyped in the city as the guys' games in high school? Oh, Morgan like Park. Simeon girls basketball? The Morgan Park girls sold out every game. Morgan Park, the girls' team has been good longer than the boys' team. It's, but it's interesting because I feel like that's the same for Notre Dame's women's basketball, but the fan mm-hmm. base for Notre Dame's women's basketball is a much more niche. Like, mm-hmm. it's a different fan base. It's like, yeah. Those are like your loyal Taylor Swift fans. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they they like they like Taylor Swift, but those like Taylor Swift got fans for real. Yeah, and that's like Notre Dame women's basketball. Those fans be like, yeah, I've been to every game for the last twenty five years. The older kind of crowd, but real women's basketball fans. So it's, you know, I think Notre Dame women's basketball can get a deal on its own, like a little network. Because they can get enough content, I just think there's enough attraction there. I think Strews with wins, mm-hmm. that's a likable team, man. Yeah, I watched them this weekend against who? These uh, North Carolina State. Who dude, they, they had a lead in the second half against Miami. Against Miami, yeah. But they just do. They they the just, they just are small and thin and young. Yep, they fall apart like by this much. But every game is like, yeah, I can see us winning this in the next couple years for sure. Yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. I Shout out Marcus Burton, man. He, he a little. I don't know how to describe his game because he's not like Demetrius. Oh, he's not like West Blake Wesley. Five hundred shots from behind the arc in the all season <laughs> a day. That's it. That's the only thing he needs to change, dude. Jim Beheim said it. Jim Beheim said it. Jim Beheim said it, dude. I'm gonna play that clip. I'm gonna grab that, but you, it is very niche and very different. Even when you see the pictures of the crowds, right? But yeah, no name basketball gets a men's basketball gets a lot of love. It gets right? a lot of love. Now Syracuse was there. That was a big game. Syracuse big game. Notre Dame at the at the um, at Syracuse earlier in the year. And they beat them last night. So this is what I'm talking about. That's the biggest thing, the biggest difference for Coach Ivy has proven that she can recruit the guard position. Oh, I mean Look, she, she has she, to go get the bigs, bro. She she's not. Yeah. She has to go get the bigs, bro. They, we've that's, never been known for bigs outside of Ruth Riley. No, known uh, for bigs. Oh, no, 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 no. The young lady, because they had a, a all American. She got injured a couple of times, but she was really key with Enrique. 
she held the inside down. Like she wasn't putting up like 30 points, but she was like a double double machine. Ooh. She was a McDonald's All American. She plays in the NBA still to this WNBA still to this day. Ooh. During the Enrique's guy? Yeah, Matter of fact, if it ain't Catherine Westbelt, I don't know who because that was Enrique's team. Yeah. Oh, I just I didn't say it wasn't Enrique's team. I'm just telling you that she was huge. Oh, Jason Smith's right. We do need a big man depending on the missing. That's what I would say was missing too. We just we just missing that that big like Duke we, got a big the ACC got bigs. We just missing that one. But then we say we said that the other day. Every time and at the end of the game, the big man from Miami killed him. Killed the big him. man from Boston College killed him. Every time they lose, the big man from North Carolina State killed him. Brianna Turner, thank you, Coach Vic. Brianna Turner was oh yeah, Brianna huge. Turner. Yeah, that's right. Yes, right. She Brianna was huge for that squad. She's still playing. She's still playing. Shout out Brianna Turner. That was my Portuguese classmate. Tudo bem. All oh, word. Okay. Yeah, Bree was huge for that Bree's squad, nice. man. And when she came in, she dude, was she hurt a lot. Sucked. She was hurt a lot. A lot. She was hurt a lot. They get more grace in other sports about being injured. Them injuries, they'll go two, three years be injured. Still have a good career. No, it ain't football, but you get injured a couple of times. That might be it. <laughs> and like, yo. Their efficiency is down offensively because, once again, dude, they're young. They can't close out games. They can't close out games, and they don't have expanded games yet. Like, everybody, like, the, I love their defensive ability, dude. Their defensive ability is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we got the defense. Absolutely. It's just, we just got the, it's like, man, our big man look like Kevin Durant. We got to get some size on him, you know, get him in that weight room program or something. So, our facilities are banging. You know, now they got their own basketball facility now. Like, man, we're coming up. Yeah. But Coach Larry Nega, after the game the other night, was flat out like, yo, he was like, they're going to be something. He said, do you see the foundation this dude has laid? Yeah. Already? He was like, dude, they they compete in every game. Every they game. got the best defense in the in the conference. In the conference, in ACC conference. That's, that's basketball said, conference. He said, with freshmen and sophomores, they have the best defense in the conference. And he said they got the best freshman in the conference, who has the highest usage rate in the conference. Which means he has the ball in his hands more than anybody else. Which means he makes good decisions as a freshman. He was like, all of this is coming back. Coming back. Yeah, this is the this is the this is not the that's first it. and last time we're seeing this. That's this it. Is happening. That's it. And if you you can be upset with the losses, but if you can't see the change that's happening, that I don't I don't I don't know what else to tell you. I just don't. I don't. I don't. He just needs his players need to get better offensively. That's it. Once Marcus Burden gets, do you understand how tough he is to guard right now? Right pick now. And roll, wait until he gets a three-point shot. Because he can, he can shoot off of the pick and roll, though, not threes consistently, but he can create a shot. If we get dynamic big man rolling off of that, mm-hmm. we don't really, all we need is maybe one or two top transfers, maybe, to compliment Marcus or to kind of be a sidekick. And then the big man, oh, shoes be calling them the plays. He be having them sets. Yeah, I see the sets working. It's I told shoes you. Be in there, little shoes be in there coordinating the quarterback, and I like it. Dude, I told you. He has some of the best out-of-timeout plays I've ever seen. Ever. And that's his NBA connection. Like, they can find a bucket. That's the yeah. best part. It's like, I don't – that's why they in every game. They don't just get blown out and be like, oh, they scheme got – Toasted. It's like, no, nah, they scheme is what they scheme is. It's okay. Yeah. It's gonna keep them in there. Now we just gotta get the players to kind of like Coach Vic is right. Like, yo, she has you know the New York kid, McDonald's All America coming in as a big. Yeah, that's fine. That's one. You gotta have two to beat LSU. Dude, you gotta have two. Stanford, hell, Stanford always got bigs. You know what I'm saying? They got Angel Reese. 
They got Moro for LSU, and then they got a freshman that's bigger than both of them out of the Bronx. The Rosario. You go to South Carolina, they got their two bigs, and then they bring in two more off the bench. And South Carolina is freshman and sophomore, dude. It is like, dude, you have to get to that level, bro. Like, just having, like, okay, we got one group, a big. No, nah, man, you got to have, you got to be able to roll deep. And that's that next level, bro. Everybody's chasing, because you do. Iowa, it took the greatest player in college basketball history, possibly, from a scoring standpoint, to beat to take South Carolina down. And after they beat South Carolina, they got whooped by LSU. It's like... Yeah, because they, they got to repeat performances. is too hard. It's too hard, especially when you're you going up against back-to-back -back teams like that with quality, depth, and talent. It is... That women's basketball tournament, I know it might not excite people like the first and second round, but when you start getting to the Elite Eight, you're watching some good basketball, bro. And last night was absolutely... Amazing, absolutely amazing. And so, all South Carolina did, they came out in the second half. Left, you brought it up, they just came out and guarded. That's all they did. They really did. They didn't come out and just hit a bunch of shots, they came out and guarded LSU. And well, all of a sudden, is, yeah. dude, all of a sudden, Haley Van Leaf, she was going through her legs in the first half doing all that. They came out, picked up full court. She disappeared. She disappeared. It's like, dude, it's a different level that you have to take it to. You know, and the L will get, she'll get the talent and they'll take it to that level. Winning brings it all together. That's what the best part is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the game is this is not Louisville. No disrespect. You know, you're at Louisville and you're playing Maryland and Duke. Yeah, Notre Dame is a top echelon team. But South Carolina comes to town. Haley Van Lee, this is totally different, yo. It's, they got dude, Raven Johnson, Pow Pow, the other freshmen coming off the bench. They got three guards that can guard you 94 feet from start to finish. And they all took turns. Raven Johnson is the one, though. That's oh, the man. one. She's the one. She's she the one that, that came in. She's she the one that, that came athleticism. in. athleticism. She came in against Iowa as a true freshman and put up, she like, 14. Big, she got that, like, quick, big, like, she's nice. Raven, yeah, she's nice. Man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. When we come back, we'll jump into the newest linebacker offer for Notre Dame. Left is going to like the film, and I'm going to withhold some important information until he watches the film. Because if I tell him before he watches the film, he's going to be biased. Already know. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.